Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greetings and welcome to the first episode of Pucks and Cups, the podcast where I look at hockey history in Canada from the 1800s all the way up to about the 1960s. In this podcast, I'm going to look at the people, things, teams, and more that make hockey the greatest game in the world. But I also have some other podcasts. I have Canadian History X, which is my main podcast. I put out three episodes a week, and it's on all podcast platforms. In addition, I have From John to Justin, where I look at every single Prime Minister in Canadian history. And you can help fund all of those podcasts for $3 a month by going to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. Every dollar you give helps keep the podcast going. I'm going to play a clip from a game that happened on December 30th, 1981. It involved the setting of a record that many feel will never be broken. 21 seconds. Gretzky looking for the fifth inch. If he gets it now, it would be the 50th on an open net goal. Listen, he'd love to kill it, get it any way he can. He's a he's a tiger, he's got that killer instinct. Clark and Messier again ready to face off at the red line. Messier got the draw, but it's chopped over to Grant Fuhr. Now Coffey playing it up. Bobby Clark keeping it in deep. Up around, kept in by Barber at the right point. That was off Clark's shoulder. In the corner, fired it in front. Here is an empty net chance for Gretzky with five seconds. He's moving in. Score! Isn't that what, what can you... Over in the corner, the fans go wild. 50 goals in 39 games. He's got 50 goals before anybody else got 30. Right on. And what the can ice, you say? The ice is littered with programs. Three seconds left. 50 in 39. Who would have thought he would have got five goals against the Philadelphia Flyers? Of all teams, of all teams. And Sather is very pleased. Gretzky would finish that 1981-82 season with 92 goals. It's a stunning record. But what if I told you that there was someone who, if he had played a full, modern season, would have had 50 goals in 23 games? And also double the goal total of Gretzky's season record. 
The name of Joe Malone has stood the test of time. He played his last NHL game almost 100 years ago. And when I was thinking of who to start my first episode with, Malone was the first person who came to mind. A player who holds a record that has stood for 100 years, one of the first superstars of the NHL, and someone who still ranks highly in terms of the greatest players in the history of the game. I could spend this entire episode just talking about the accomplishments of him as a player, his Stanley Cups, his ability to score at a pace that wouldn't be seen until a guy named Wayne Gretzky came along, but instead I'm going to look at the beginning. Maurice Joseph Malone was born on February 28, 1890 in Sillery, Quebec, where he would spend his youth along the shores of the St. Lawrence River playing hockey, lacrosse, and baseball. He would first turn professional with the Quebec Crescents of the QAHA in 1907-08 before moving on to the Quebec Bulldogs the following season. That year, he would show his goal-scoring abilities with 8 goals in 12 games. The next season, the National Hockey Association, the precursor to the NHL, would be formed, but the Quebec Bulldogs were not part of the league. As a result, Malone would begin playing for the Waterloo Colts of the Ontario Professional Hockey League. The next season, 1910-11, he would rejoin the Quebec Bulldogs, who are now part of the NHA. In that first season, he had 9 goals in 13 games. But that would only increase when in 1911-12, he exploded for 21 goals in 18 games. The Bulldogs would go on to win the Stanley Cup that season, with Malone scoring 5 goals in 2 games to help the team reach the championship. In 1912-13, Malone erupted with 43 goals in only 20 games. To put that in perspective, let's look at if a player did that in today's NHL over the course of 82 games. First, Malone would completely destroy Gretzky's record of 50 goals in 39 games by getting his 50th goal in only his 23rd game of the season. If that pace continued through the entire season, Malone would finish with 176 goals, almost double the current record of 92. Amazingly, 1912-13 is not even the highest goal total over the course of 20 games for Malone. Once again, and for the second time in a row, Malone would help the Bulldogs win the Stanley Cup, recording 9 goals in just one game. Yes, 9 goals in one Stanley Cup game. In fact, Malone and his linemate, Jack McDonald, accounted for 14 of the team's 17 goals that night against the challenging team from Moncton. During his most productive years, he would gain the nickname of Phantom because of his swift skating and elusive abilities on the ice, allowing him to move through opposing players like they weren't even there. In one second, he was against the boards, and as a player went to crash into him, Malone was gone down the ice. By the time Malone joined the Montreal Canadiens for the first NHL season in 1917-18, he had recorded an astonishing 179 goals in only 123 games, along with 27 assists for 206 points. Now with the NHL now a league and the Quebec Bulldogs not part of that league, Malone went to the Canadiens and likely ensured the franchise's existence to this day. A dispersal draft of sorts was held with the Bulldogs players being distributed to the Montreal Wanderers, the Montreal Canadiens, and the Ottawa Senators. The only provision was that if Quebec joined the league, those players would go back to the Bulldogs. The Wanderers were allowed to pick first and they chose Dave Ritchie, who had 17 goals in 19 games. The Canadians went next and quickly took Malone. Why the Wanderers did not choose the clearly superior Malone has been up for debate, 
but it's believed that since Malone was working for the Quebec City government and making more at the job than his hockey job, that he would not leave to play in Montreal. This was a miscalculation that would have lasting ramifications for the NHL. As the NHL's first season began, the Canadians were coming off their first Stanley Cup win in 1916, and were ready to take over as the most popular club in Montreal. Malone would join a team that included Georges Vezina, Joe Hall, and Newsy Lalonde. In his first four games in the NHL, Malone would record 11 goals, including five goals on December 19, 1917, against the Senators, which also happened to be the first night of hockey being played in the history of the NHL. As for Dave Ritchie, he scored the first NHL goal in history. For Malone, this also qualifies as the first natural hat-trick in NHL history. You could say that Malone stormed into the NHL like no other. That record of five goals is still unbroken to this day for anyone on the Montreal Canadiens. Then, on January 2, 1918, a fire destroyed the Westmount Arena, home to the Wanderers and the Canadiens. At the time, the Canadians had a record of 3-1, while the Wanderers were 1-5. In their three wins, the Canadians had outscored their opponents 27-8, and that put them in a much better situation to survive the loss of the arena. Fans wanted to support a winning team, not a losing one. The Canadians would go on to play in the Jubilee Arena, and the play of Malone and the success of the team ensured that the fans would follow. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Playing for the Canadians, Malone would record 44 goals in only 20 games by the end of the season. That record would stand until a guy named Rocket Richard scored 50 almost three decades later. That first season in the NHL, Malone set three NHL records that stand to this day. 103 years later. First, his 44 goals in 20 games is the highest goals per game average for one season in NHL history. He also recorded three consecutive three-goal games that year, a record only equaled by Mike Bossy in 1980-81. On top of that, he also recorded the longest consecutive goal-scoring streak from the start of the season in NHL history with 14 games. That streak is also the second longest overall in history. During that 14-game streak, he had 35 goals, and at least seven times that season he scored three goals in a game. Twice he scored five goals in a game, and no player, not even Wayne Gretzky, has scored five goals in a game more than once in a season. As the scoring leader of the NHL in the first season, it is likely that Malone would have been awarded the Hart Trophy if it existed. If the Art Ross and Rocket Richard trophies existed, well, he would have won those too. The Canadians would survive that first season and continue, to this day, as the most storied franchise in NHL history, winning 23 Stanley Cups. <laughs> 
As for the Wanderers, they were out of the NHL by 1918. A lot of the success of Malone could be attributed to different rules back then, and a different game than we know today. But that is only part of the story. Malone was a legendary player who would have likely succeeded in any era that he happened to play. In 1961, during an interview with the Hockey News, Malone would say of playing in those early years, quote, We had a lot of ice time, but I'll tell you, we didn't go up and down the ice like they do today. We'd hustle when opportunities presented, and then we'd loaf. At least I did. It was the only way you could go the 60 minutes, and a lot of players had to do that. As for the goaltending, Malone would say, quote, I didn't have the hardest shot in the world, but I knew where it was going most of the time. You can't say as much for the slap shot. With the old wrist shot, you looked where you were shooting, trying to pick your spots. With the slap, the player has to keep the eye on the puck, like golf, and you're liable to fan the shot entirely. Malone would suffer an injury to his arm the following season, and missed most of the season as a result. He only appeared in eight games, registering seven goals and two assists. He played five games in the playoffs, but had to pull out of the final against Seattle because of injury. That is the same final that was cancelled due to the Spanish flu. The Quebec Bulldogs joined the NHL in 1919-20, and Malone joined the club, leading the league in goals with 39. That season, he set another record that stands to this day when he recorded seven goals in one game on January 31, 1920, against Toronto. Of the ten goals Quebec scored that night, 70% were by Malone. If a player scored seven goals in a game today, highlights would be all over social media. It would be talked about endlessly on sports shows, and that player would be heralded as a force to be reckoned with. For Malone, it barely received a mention in newspapers as it was a mid-season, meaningless game. The Toronto Star in its report of the game spent the first 75% of the article talking about how cold it was for the players, giving only the last paragraph to a brief mention of what Malone had accomplished. The article stated, quote, For the locals, Joe Malone was the bright star. The lanky forward had his biggest night of the year, setting up an individual performance that has not yet been equaled this year. He scored seven tallies and played a great game. In addition, it was the coldest night of the year and the crowd was quite sparse. The air was so cold in the arena that Corb Denany of the Toronto St. Pats actually suffered having his right hand badly frozen. One of the greatest nights in NHL history only had 1,200 people in the stands. And in the century since he had that legendary game, only three players, Sid Howe, Red Berenson, and Daryl Sittler, have scored six goals in a game. On March 10th, he would score six goals in a 10-4 win over Ottawa. Since the Second World War, only two players have scored six goals in a game. Rod Berenson of the St. Louis Blues in 1968, and Daryl Sittler of the Toronto Maple Leafs in 1976. In 1920-21, the Bulldogs became the Hamilton Tigers, and for the next two seasons with the Tigers, Malone recorded 28 goals in 20 games and 24 goals in 24 games. During that time, he also served as both the coach and the player. By this time, Malone was reaching the end of his career, and the Canadians would trade for Malone in 1923. With the team, he recorded only one goal in 20 games, playing as a substitute. The next season, he played only 10 games and recorded no goals. But he would help the Canadians win the 1924 Stanley Cup, the third of his career. He didn't play any games in the playoffs, though, so his name was left off the cup. 
Malone, in the same interview, explains how he knew it was time to retire. Quote, I took a look at the new kid in our training camp in Grimsby, Ontario, and I knew right then I was ready for the easy chair. He was Howie Morenz. In practice, he moved past me so fast I thought I was standing still. I knew it was time to quit. Besides, I was bothered by a throat ailment. I didn't want to grow old on the Canadian's bench. I had a good job as a toolmaker, so I said goodbye. I didn't stay long enough in 1923-24 to get a goal. Morenz had taken over. With his career over, Malone had recorded 143 goals in 126 games in the NHL, along with 32 assists for 175 points. Over the course of his career in the NHA and NHL, he recorded 343 goals and 32 assists. His goal total is the third highest for the first half century of hockey in the 20th century, behind only Newsy Lalonde and Nels Stewart. Over his NHA-NHL career, he only failed to score at a goal-at-a-game pace in four seasons, one of which was his rookie season, the other season he was injured and played only eight games, and then his last two seasons. During his career, he scored five goals or more in a game five times, something that remains the best in league history and ahead of such players as Rocket Richard, Mario Lemieux, and Wayne Gretzky. 1950, Malone was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. In 1998, he ranked 39th on the list of the 100 greatest hockey players of all time, a list that came out 74 years after his last game and 91 years after he made his professional debut, making him the earliest player on the list. He's also a member of Canada's Sports Hall of Fame. He would pass away on May 15, 1969 in Montreal and is buried at the St. Laurent Cemetery in Montreal. I hope you enjoyed that look at Joe Malone. If you did, please leave a rating and review. You can reach me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can visit my website where you'll find hundreds of articles on Canada's history as well as all my podcast episodes. Just go to canadaehx.com. And again, you can support the podcast for $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash canadaehx. You can also donate to the podcast by going to canadaehx.com and clicking donate. Every dollar you give helps keep the podcast going just like all of these wonderful patrons have. Phil Maynard, Pamela Elder, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Chauve, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Roy, Luke S., Vic Hedges, J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Spencer M., and Iris Gray. You can find us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash CanadianHistoryX. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G, B-A-I-R-D. And you can find me on Instagram. Just search for Bairdo37. Information from Vintage Hockey Cards Report, Wikipedia, Our History Canadians, The Hockey Hall of Fame, Elite Prospects, Sports Illustrated, Bleacher Report, and The Ottawa Citizen. Thanks. We'll see you again next time.